0: I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It will be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling, trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash pozo. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash pozo. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is May 16th, 2023, Anno Domini. Today's top story I have a new piece out at humanevents.com, and we're going to get into it. It's called We Must Stop Ignoring the Migrant Crisis in America. And that means putting it as a priority over wokeness. Next, the Durham report shows, as we all knew, the soft coup against Trump. Third, Russia. Claims to have destroyed a U.S. Patriot defense missile system in Kiev. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily.
1: Tonight, the migrant crisis is stretching far beyond the southern border, from Chicago, where immigrants are sleeping in a police station, to Denver, where they're packing into this parking garage and overwhelming this intake center.
0: There's nowhere else for these these refugees to go.
1: New buses of migrants also
0: arriving in Philadelphia and Washington, D.C., so-called sanctuary cities where local authorities have said they won't enforce federal immigration laws. Here in New York, Mayor Eric Adams is now sparring with the suburbs as he blames the Biden administration for
1: the city running out of shelter space. Title 42 is that pandemic-era policy where it allowed asylum officers, both border patrol agents, to turn people away at the border before they even got to what's called a credible fear interview, where they could argue they had a credible fear that they should be granted asylum, then possibly they could get granted entry into the United States where they would go through a whole court process. So we're all seeing the shocking
0: images out of the border, down there across this week, specifically with the end of title 42, uh, the Biden administration saying that they are going to start putting in some policies like remained in Mexico, yet it remains to be seen how this is coming on. We can see what's happening though. It's a, it is a surge. It is a migrant surge across our border. And there's an There's a word for that. It's in the English language. We all know it. It's called an invasion. It's an invasion of our Southern border, but Here's something that I'd like to say to conservatives, the right, populists, traditionalists, whatever you want to call it. It's time to give this story the priority it deserves. And I have a piece up at humanevents.com that I want everyone to read, The Migrant Crisis, A Priority for Conservatives Over Woke Ideology. This is going to be a bitter pill to swallow for some people but I think it's important to say this because I'm not putting anybody on blast here. I'm as guilty of this as everybody. But I've seen for far too long that conservative media spends so much time and energy focused on the woke ideology that they seem to think that that is the number one crisis in America, certainly facing our nation and also facing the conservative movement. It's actually not because let me explain why. Is the woke ideology an issue? Sure. Yes, of course. Obviously, we are fighting it with everything we have. But do you want wokeness, critical race theory enshrined in the U.S. Constitution? How would you like it if the First Amendment didn't exist anymore? How would you like it if Congress decided to start coming up and saying, you know what? We're not going to have the First Amendment. We're not going to have the Second Amendment. We're not going to have the Fourth Amendment. Go on, go on, go on. How could that possibly happen? They said it never happened. The American people would never allow it. All right. Well, what happens if you allow millions of people into your country that then start voting for the liberal coalition and then don't support the same traditions, values, and ideals of the current population of the United States? Well, that's how you get wokeness forever. That's how you get permanent left wing regime government forever. Because as long as they keep the welfare checks going, as long as they keep those systems in place, the welfare state in place, people are still going to want to come. And as long as the United States doesn't have E-Verify, there's a massive economic incentive for migrants to come to this country and work illegally because we don't have the E-Verify system. And here's what else is going to happen you know that amnesty is coming if we don't step up and fight this. They're gonna give amnesty, and that means all those people pouring in illegally are then going to vote. And that's it. That's basically it for conservatives, et cetera. Done, completely. So while conservative media tends to focus on this, you're missing, and I'll read a little bit from, from the piece here. Uh, we have to talk about the economic challenges posed by the migrant crisis directly affecting the ability of conservatives to promote a thriving economy. It is a humanitarian crisis as well, because we believe that focusing on the root causes of this, including improving economic opportunity and stability in the migrants, home countries where they could stay, like, for example, a great perfect example of this, of course, right now is El Salvador. Okay. You've got El Presidente down there who's doing a fantastic job. Guess what? If you can actually make El Salvador great again, which is wonderful, then people could stay. They wouldn't have to worry about the gangs. They wouldn't have to worry about the cartels. Same idea with Mexico. Make Mexico great again also. That's fine if you're worried about the humanitarian situation here. Obviously, this is a national security issue. Can't be overlooked. Absolutely can't be overlooked. But let me say something else. A nation's ability to secure its borders and control immigration is paramount to safeguarding its citizens and maintaining social cohesion from crime and even terrorism. As conservatives witness the emergence of liberal leaning voter blocks in key battleground states, then legitimate concerns over the potential dilution of conservative values, policies and voting blocks will emerge. It's a strain on public systems, a strain on social systems, a strain on welfare. How are you even going to have the ability to promote um healthy family policies or fe- pro family growth policies if you're also having an open borders policy and inviting the entire world into the United States it doesn't work I'm going to tell you something right now it absolutely doesn't work if you want a cohesive harmonious society with a strong national identity and the shared cultural American values that we all agree to then you can you simply cannot allow this you cannot allow the migrant crisis and the longer conservatives continue to prioritize, make wokeness the number one priority in America, we are going to, sure, will we have, will there be short-term victories? Will there be, uh, will there be battles that are won like this stuff with, with Bud Light right now? Absolutely. But in the long term, it means conservatives will lose forever. So sure, you can fight these little, uh, these rearguard actions, but you have to understand that those are rearguard actions. This represents the potential elimination of the conservative movement long-term in America. And if you don't understand that, then you're not paying attention because it's simple math. At the end of the day, it's simple math. And the more millions of the global South that are let into the United States every single day, every single year under this administration or any other administration is going to continue the unraveling of our country and the unraveling of our system. America is not an idea. America is our home.
1: Well, the FBI is facing sharp criticism over its investigation into possible ties between Russia and Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. Special counsel John Durham says that there were critical errors in the probe, although he did not conclude those mistakes were politically motivated. Catherine Herridge joins me now with more on this. Good morning, Katherine. Well, good morning, Anne-Marie. The Durham report found the FBI discounted or willfully ignored information that did not support the Russia collusion narrative. House Republicans now want Durham to testify about the findings next week. After nearly four years of investigation, Special Counsel John Durham found the FBI lacked actual evidence to investigate then-candidate Donald Trump's campaign in 2016. Durham said the bureau was too reliant on investigative leads provided or funded by Trump's political opponents.
0: John Durham waits until six months after the midterm elections to release a report that totally exonerates President Trump. And what's amazing is when you read through the report, does it say Russiagate was a lie? Of course, it says it was a lie because we, it was already a lie. We already knew it was a lie. We always knew it was a lie. But how come Durham didn't subpoena any of the high level actors in this? You read through and it goes, it goes, Oh, Comey declined an, uh, in a, an interview. Strzok declined an interview. McCabe just distra- declined an interview. Decline, 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 decline. Where's the subpoenas, Durham? Why didn't you super, subpoena any of the high-level involvement into this? We knew we didn't. We saw the British walked out at one point. They started cursing out the Americans for trying to push this. They said it was flimsy. They, we knew the Papadopoulos thing was a joke from the start. They said Papadopoulos was talking about something in a bar to Alexander Downer, and that's how all this got started, because he said something randomly about the Russians may have dirt on Trump. That's it. That's the main thing you had, ridiculous. Which, by the way, he doesn't even say. If you talk to Papadopoulos, he claims that even that wasn't uh, wasn't what was said because we don't even have a recording of that. That's just based on Downer's word. The whole thing was a farce. But at the end of the day, the people involved with it get away scot free. They get away scot free. Wow! I can't believe the government would lie like that to everybody says the guy who just started paying attention yesterday. Says the guy who hasn't paid attention to Ruby Ridge, the guy who hasn't paid attention to Waco, the guy who hasn't paid attention to the 2001 anthrax scandal, which they blamed on Stephen Hatfield, which he never did, got a $6 million settlement out of that one. Whitey Bulger, the way that they covered up the murderous thug Whitey Bulger in Boston for years because he was providing the FBI with intel on some of the other criminals out there. Uh, It it goes on and on and on and on the infiltration operations that they were running on political domestic groups in the 1960s, the 1970s. The FBI is not the good guys. And and here's the, the situation, because do we want law enforcement in the country? Yes, of course. But the problem is when you add in law enforcement counter espionage, and then counter terrorism into one group, it's too easy for it to become political. It's all too easy. And that's how the FBI became so corrupted. Do you really think, do you really think that it's a coincidence that all the TV shows that come out on Netflix and the other screaming, streaming services, screaming, streaming, right? Every other one, Stars an FBI agent. Oh, this FBI agent is the hero. He's the greatest hero of all. We love the FBI. Don't we all just love the FBI? The FBI is amazing. There's a one where they can do no wrong, really. So we're also, by the way, expected to believe that the FBI ran a soft coup of President Trump for three years, disrupting his administration. And whenever I hear people say this, they say, oh, well, Trump couldn't get this done, couldn't get that. that, that." Do you realize that he had the entire national security apparatus going against Trump, going against every Trump supporter? If you were in the national security agencies at that time, if you were someone who was an an open, avowed Trump supporter, even if you were all the way up to the president of the United States himself, they were after you. They were after all of you. If you were a whistleblower or if you were even someone who was just keeping your head down and doing your job, didn't matter. You were Purged. You were purged from the intel community, the national security agencies, and they disrupted three years of the president's administration, which, by the way, they also, the Trump Russia collusion hoax, served to degrade our US relations with Russia so badly that it exacerbated tensions, which led to a war now in Ukraine. Anyone going to apologize for that? No, obviously not. Of course not. So a soft coup. Was launched by our own intel agencies, national security agencies, against a sitting, duly elected president of the United States. And you know what? The FBI is going to say, "Whoops, our bad." We're going to go right back to it. Chris Ray didn't even do a press conference. Did they? What are they going to do? They're going to haul him up? It's a dog and pony. It's an absolute dog and pony. All these people belong in jail. Every single one of them belong in jail. And by the way, President Trump should be restored and given those three years back. In fact, he should be given his full first term back because it was stolen from him in the first place. And I don't even say that as a Trump supporter or whatever. I say that because it was stolen from him. It was duly stolen from him. I also love the fact that the FBI is gonna say, okay, sure, we lied about Trump and Russia. We lied about the whole thing. We made it up. There never really was any evidence. We did all this to stop him running these investigations into him now as a preemptive coup, but, but we just want to be clear that the FBI definitely, certainly, obviously had no involvement whatsoever in January six. You can take that one to the bank. Ladies and gentlemen, are we serious? We really no. we as a country need to, and I've said this for a long time, I'll bring it out again. Look, I was never somebody who was on the hype train for Durham. Uh, I'm glad the report says what it says, but I'm I'm very disappointed that more heads are not rolling, that he didn't pursue subpoenas, he didn't su- pursue prosecutions, and we never thought he was. And I just want to remember, folks, that Human Events Daily said all of that to you, and some people told you something else. Folks, I got to remind you about my friends over at Public Square. Go to publicsquare.com, download the app today. Look, I was talking to Tanya today about this. We had her on the show the other day. When you are a working parent, when you're just a working individual, you're busy, it's so hard to find out who the people are that support conservative media, support conservative values, support doing the right thing, who don't hate you but want to take your money anyway. We must use our own economic warfare. That's why you need to go right now. It's so, so helpful to you. Go to publicsquare.com today. You're done with the app. You do your account, blah, blah, blah. You will find all the businesses in your area or around the country that you can work with that will support our values and then give you the service you need so you have the peace of mind and comfort of knowing that your money isn't going to support the woke left and the people who are trying to destroy our country, the neo-Bolsheviks out there. You can list, by the way, if you are a business and you're within the sound of my voice, you can list it for yourself at Public Square. So go to publicsquare.com today. Download the app, publicsquarepublicsq.com. publicsq.com.
1: Russia has launched an intense air attack on Kiev in the early hours of Tuesday. The Russian troops use drones, crews and ballistic missiles. This is the eighth air raid on the Ukrainian capital this month itself. According to the Kremlin, the vast majority of enemy targets in the airspace of Kiev were detected and destroyed. The latest shelling comes after a week-long hiatus. Russia in late April resumed its tactic of long-range missile strikes, targeting Kiev and other key infrastructure in Ukraine. Ukrainian officials claim, meanwhile, that Kiev has been able to repel vast majority of the attacks so far. A bright flash also lit up the sky in Kiev as Russia carried out an overnight air attack on the Ukrainian capital. Air raid sirens also blared across nearly all of Ukraine and were heard over Kiev and its region for more than three hours.
0: First of all, I can't confirm the reports, um, uh, but um, but you know, it would depend on it would depend on the
1: the scope of the damage. I just can't speak to this, but obviously, if if there was damage done to uh, a Patriot system that needed to be repaired outside Ukraine, we would certainly assist with that. I just can't confirm it.
0: Well, just like anything out of Ukraine, you've always got the dueling narratives. You have the fog of war. There's always going to be the initial claims on both sides. And then we find the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. So massive missile strike seems to have occurred in Ukrainian capital of Kiev last night. Um, it looked as though it was long range Russian missiles that came in A U.S. Patriot missile system did respond. However, initially The Ukrainian uh, military, the Ukrainian officials were saying they shot down 100% of the Russian missiles. The Russians, on the other hand, were saying they blew up a Patriot missile system. And so who's telling the truth? We also saw videos coming out of Kiev showing massive explosions on the ground. So My question is, if we see the massive explosions on the ground, and I'm not seeing massive explosions in the sky of anyone shooting down missiles, the question is, did you really shoot down all the missiles? How many missiles did you shoot down at all? But if you look at these videos coming out of this Patriot missile battery, and uh, people on Twitter have been looking at it, they think 30 missiles were actually launched from this thing. So what is, you know, quick backgrounder, Patriot Missile System, it's an advanced air defense system designed to detect, track, and intercept incoming enemy missiles and aircraft. Obviously, it is produced by the United States and specifically manufactured by the defense company Raytheon. Oh boy, Raytheon loves when you use their missiles because they are the only people actually benefiting from this war. Primarily used for defenses against short to medium range ballistic missiles, cruise missiles, and other aerial threats. What are the costs? You may ask each missile costs about $5 million. So if they fired 30 missiles, that's 150 over $150 million that was fired and spent in about two minutes. And then guess what happens next? Oh, what happens next? You got to replenish. You got to, you got to, you got to reload, right? You got to reload your missiles. So that's another $150 million. So you get it, that money's not going now. Okay, the Ukrainian government's clearly skimming money off of this, but this is where the money comes into all of these situations. Where the money comes in is because the U.S. sends the money over. Then then the Ukrainian government is required to purchase U.S. anti-aircraft missile systems and other equipment. So that money goes back to US defense contractors. Those then those same defense contractors like Raytheon, like others, then go in turn donate to politicians that support these wars. It's money laundering. They're washing money out of the tax base. It's not even the U it's not even the Ukrainians that are the ones getting bilked over this. They're just the ones being shot up and killed because of the war, but in fact, it's the American people that are being bilked because that's your money that's being spent from U.S. dollars, from the U.S. Treasury, from the inflation, the money printing of the Federal Reserve. You're now watching how the system works in real time. And even if Russia did blow it up, or I guess there's a piece now uh, CNN's got a report out, I actually just saw before we went on air, where they said, oh, you know, okay, so they may have hit it, but they only damaged it, and they haven't completely destroyed it yet. All right. Doesn't matter to Raytheon. Because Raytheon gets to go in and sell them another one. Do you get how the machine works now? War is a racket. It's always been a racket. People are standing to profit from it. If there's anyone out there that's talking to you about this war, not including that, then that person is a liar. Because they're not pointing out that there are massive financial incentives to this war one side at least. Now, the question that we also have is why did it require so many of these missiles? Was this spray and pray? Was this the way that it was, uh, that it's designed to operate? A lot of questions are still out on that. The, also the response, by the way, is so on the Russian side, they're saying that the missile that was shot was the Kinzhal uh, hypersonic missile, also known as the Dagger in English. This is an air-launched ballistic missile system designed to be carried by the MiG-31K fighter aircraft, classified as a hypersonic weapon due to high speed and maneuverability. Range of over 1,200 miles, and it can literally fly at speeds of Mach 10. That's 7,500 miles an hour can, by the way, carry both conventional and nuclear warheads. So that's very heartwarming to us. The high speed of maneuverability make it uh, challenging and ex- for existing air, speed, air defense systems to intercept. So what we're seeing here is an actual test of Russia's hypersonic missile system against the Patriot missile system by Raytheon. What does this mean? This means that the media narrative has a huge financial incentive for both the Americans and the Russians. Because of course, Russia, one of their main exports other than oil, of course, is their military equipment, their military technology. They want to be able to show that their military systems can defeat, um, their missiles can defeat American air defense. America, Americans, on the other hand, want to be able to show that their air defense can defeat Russian missiles. So watch as you see the media narrative spin out in real time, as the Americans and the Russians both argue over what actually happened. And in the meantime, the Ukrainian people, which are caught in the middle of all of this, the children, the families, the moms and dads, the people who just wanna live their lives, it's their territory that's being shot up. It's their city that's being bombed. It's their city that's used as the uh, testing ground for this advertisement, this marketing pitch of death. And nobody seems to care about them. Media is not talking to them. Government's not talking to them because at the end of the day, it's all about money, 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 baby, money and power. That's what our leaders and our leads would have. And that's why it's going to require a people's peace statesman to come in and actually solve this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.